You, you ever been somewhere, a concert, a ball game, somewhere, where you could, you could literally feel the electricity in the air? I mean, you could literally just feel the energy. There's a palpable sense uh, that something big is happening. You can feel it in the air. You just know that there's something, something big, something energetic, something different going on. We've all, we've all been there at some point in our life, at some event, that just the, the, the energy and the excitement and the anticipation, it just, it's overwhelming, and you can't help but just, but just feel it. You know, we've all been there. It can be a ball game. It could be a, it could be a concert. It could be all manner of things, where you, a church service, where you just felt, felt that excitement and felt that energy there in your midst at that point. That's, that's an exciting thing. You know, sometimes I was, I was riding down the road the other day and heard a song on the radio, and it took me back to a ball game I was at one time, and I kind of felt my adrenaline rush a little bit just thinking about, oh, that was so much fun. And we've all, we've all been there. We've all been there at some point when it's just so, there's just such anticipation. There's such excitement. There's such waiting for what's going to happen. That's what Palm Sunday was like for the people in Jerusalem. The anticipation, the waiting, the longing. For that which is to come. You know, you go back and you look in history. You look, you look, at, you look at David. I mean, David was the great king, man. David was, it, David was awesome. The kingdom grew. Everything was awesome. And then after David, there was the division of the kingdom and the exile and the longing for freedom. The prophets rose up and prophesied that which was to happen. There would be a child born in Bethlehem. And the people longed and waited and waited, and waited for hundreds of years, longing for their redemption, longing for their hope, longing for that which was good to come. And they waited, and they waited, and they waited. Y'all, if my popcorn takes two, three minutes instead of two and a half minutes, I get irritated. They'd waited for centuries, longing and hoping until Jesus was born. And here he is coming down the road. They take their cloaks off and lay them on the ground. Take the palm branches and lay them down. They, lay the, they take their cloaks, y'all. In that day, they didn't have Walmart and JCPenney. Your clothing may be the most expensive thing that you owned. That's why the Roman soldiers gambled for Jesus's because it was so expensive. So they take their clothes, their cloaks, their coat, and lay it in front of Jesus so a donkey could walk on it. That's a donkey that the Lord's riding wouldn't even touch the ground. That's how excited they were. They took the palm branches, cut them down, and laid them in front of Jesus. And you can almost hear the excitement. He's a coming. He's a coming. He's a coming. He's a coming. They know, they know he's coming. And they, and they, they stream in from everywhere around Jerusalem. And, and they crowd the street. And they wave the branches. And they sing Hosanna. Hosanna to the son of David. Hosanna to the son of God. And the energy is electric. And they're so excited about what's going to happen. Because the Messiah has come. The king has come. They knew it. They knew that he was here. You know, we see Jesus riding on the donkey. This is kind of our, our Western eyes when we go, oh, sweet little Jesus, bless, isn't he sweet? Riding that sweet little donkey, he's so humble, bless his little heart. No! 
riding that colt. There's a reason why the Bible mentions several times colt, colt, colt. That was of incredible significance to the Jewish people. Riding that colt into town was the act of a kingly Messiah. If anyone ever tells you that nowhere in Scripture does Jesus declare that he's the Messiah, point to right there. Because when Jesus Christ rode that colt into town, he was declaring to everyone, I am the king. I am the Messiah. I am the Lord. I am the one you have been waiting for. Your hopes, your dreams, they have been fulfilled in me. Palm Sunday, the beginning of Holy Week, the beginning of the most life-changing week in human history starts. The beginning of the cosmic-changing week starts. It is no overblown statement to say that what happens in this week doesn't just change the course of human history, but it changes the universe. This is a universe-shaping, changing event. Holy Week. Jesus coming to save the people. He's on the verge, y'all, of something great, something spectacular, something that will forever change everything. Right here in this moment. And the people come out to worship. They lay their branches down. They lay their clothes down as an act of worship. Sometimes that energy comes from the expectation of something huge, doesn't it? Sometimes that energy comes from the expectation of something that can be forever changing. You know, we see it in sports, these Football and baseball and basketball programs signed these five-star athletes or high, high recruits. I always think of something Wimp Sanderson said one time. Wimp was a former basketball coach at Alabama. He always talked about these five-star players. He said, the only thing potential is good for is getting you fired. I always love that quote. Nothing worse than wasted potential, huh? There's something exciting. There's something exciting about being on the verge of greatness in there. There's something exciting about we know something great is fixed to happen. Since we've been here, we've been praying about, God, what are you calling St. Matthew's to be? Who, who are you calling our church to be? What do, you, what, do you, what do you wanting out of our church? How are we called to be faithful? And the more we prayed and the more we listened and the more we talked and the more we saw God's face, the more we kept coming back over and over And over again to our mission statement. Family of faith reaching out to you with the life-changing love and grace of Jesus Christ. That's what we say our mission is here at St. Matthew's. To be a family of faith, to love each other. But to reach out with the life-changing love and grace of Jesus Christ. You know, it's funny. You can serve God out of obligation. You can serve God out of fear. In fact, sometimes that's what we serve God out of, isn't it? 
We do it because we have to. I remember when I, was, when I was a little boy, every Sunday morning, I, I wasn't giving a church choice about church. I was, this, is, I, I, this was my Sunday morning routine. I wish my daddy was here to back the story up today. He'd come into my bedroom, he'd grab me by the big toe, and he would shake me until I got out of bed. Just by the big toe, like a snapping turtle. Boom, right there, and just shake. Every Sunday, Tim. Hurt. And I'm very delicate. Bless, I know exactly. You know. But that's, so I, I served God of obligation when I was a kid because I was made to. I went to church. And then when I went to college, I'm like, hey, you mean I could sleep in and not go to church on Sunday? Sweet. So I took about a semester off from church. But you know what I realized? I missed it. I missed it. I missed being around God's people. I, I missed gathering together for worship. I missed this. I love this. This is life-giving. And so, y'all, we as a church are on the verge of greatness. There's a palpable energy here because of what can happen this Easter. What can happen in the weeks and months and years to come? I truly believe with all that I am, with every fiber of our being, that St. Matthew's best days are yet to come. That we have not yet reached the summit of our potential. That there are bigger and better and grander and more grace-filled moments to come in our church that we have yet to experience. That our best is yet to come. We are poised on the cusp of greatness. Not for our glory and not for our purpose, but for Jesus' glory and for Jesus' purpose. Because, see, that's the thing. That's where I think it comes from is the fact that we know the beauty of grace. We know the beauty of God's mercy because fear and obligation, those are motivators only for so long. But grace, grace never runs out. Grace never gives up. Grace never quits. Grace is this, that Jesus Christ on Palm Sunday was getting ready to go to the cross. Was getting ready to go to the cross. He knew what was coming, y'all. This didn't catch him by surprise. He wasn't shocked that the Pharisees were mad at him. He knew what was coming because he knew this. He knew the depth of my wickedness. He knew my sin. He knew how far I had gone from God. He said, Andy Stoddard, I love you. And I'm going to die for you because you are mine. Grace is this. God has looked at everything we've ever done, everything we're ever going to do, the secret shame that we pray nobody ever finds out about. He saw that and said, I love you. You are mine. So how could I keep from serving? How could I keep from being excited? How could I keep from loving and giving and caring because of what he's done for me? For how he has given grace and mercy and hope and peace and resurrection and thrown wide open the doors of life for all who would enter in. And that's what this world needs, y'all. This world does not need church. This world does not need religion. 
This world needs the grace of Jesus Christ. And that's what we're about. And that's what we're about. And that's where we need you. Because this life-changing mission is not just the job of any one person. But this life-changing mission is the job of everyone who believes in Jesus Christ. We are all called to be life-changers through Jesus Christ. So this morning, and I'm a little nervous because I don't know that I have enough. So I have some for you on the altar. Oh, was I dump them out? A few months back, we took the staff away for a day apart, and we did something with the staff. And y'all want you to know, I'm, I've been blessed to serve some amazing churches in the state of Mississippi. Uh, I don't know that I've ever had the opportunity. I, I know I haven't had the chance to serve with as great a staff as you have here at St. Matthew's. You have an exceptional staff that love Jesus. I want to see folks come to know Jesus Christ. So what I did with the staff is we ended our, our day apart. We had these little, little bracelets. I have on them life changers. So if you're willing to step up, if you're willing to make a commitment to truly give your life away for something bigger than you, something better for you, something truly life-changing, if you're willing to really commit to give, to serve, to go, to obey, to follow, to invite, if you're really willing to make that commitment, I want you to come up and I want you to take one of these. All the staff came up and took one because we're committed to being life-changers. So the service this morning started off with the children coming down and laying down their palm branches at the foot of the cross as an act of worship. This morning as we close with our invitational hymn, I want you to come, if you would, and pick up something. If we run out, which I'm nervous we might, I got more on the way, don't worry. Don't worry, I got more on the way. I want to have these things flood in Madison. I want folks to know we're about, we're about changing lives here. So if you're willing to commit, if you're willing to commit to invite somebody to worship with us next week, if you're willing to commit to give and to serve and to go and to be an agent of grace everywhere you are, if you're willing to commit to being a life changer, I want you to come up during the invitation. I want you to realize what you're doing. I want you to take one of these. I want you to wear it proudly to show the world that you're about Jesus, that you're about making a difference. That's your about being a life changer. This world needs us, y'all. We have the chance to change Madison and Ridgeland and Jackson and Gluckstadt and Flora and Livingston and all the, the flow wood and the spillway and all the places where our church exists. God has given us the chance to be life changers. We're on the cusp of true greatness for Jesus. But for us to do it, y'all, we need all of us. We need every one of us. Today, will you be a life changer? Let's pray.